0: My first person, like buyer, potential buyer that reached out to me on TikTok was in her sixties, and I have a cl- current clients I'm working with right now that I don't know what I don't know how old they are, but I'm guessing fifties ish. They you know they have kids in their twenties, so um, it's not just twenty somethings on there. Uh, I've gotten grown-ups, but I also have gotten a lot of first time home buyers in their mid twenties from there who I love working with because we immediately have like shared humor and like. Good energy, good vibes, and um, just really fun people to work with. And then hopefully continue to work with them as they continue to move up in houses throughout their lifetime.
1: Welcome back to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I am Shelby Johnson. And today, Rachel Kilmer is in the house. She is from Kansas City. She's been in the real estate game for three years. This past year, 2023, closed 28 and nine and a half million. In volume, which is a little bit less than she did before because you know, the market is tough and you know, even the freaking killers are struggling a little bit. So you're not alone out there. If your year has been a little bit worse than the one prior. Um, but okay. So Rachel has closed 100% of her business through social media efforts. And so I know people say that all the time, like, Oh, I use social media as lead generation. And what we're going to be able to do today is go really deep into how to bring in new leads and nurture the ones that you currently have and convert them into closings. And Rachel does that specifically really well through TikTok. So Rachel's also, she's a podcast host. She's on Instagram. But on TikTok, she has 19,000 followers and has millions of views on her content. And honestly, I know nothing about TikTok. So I'm so excited to hear how Rachel took her previous experience as an Emmy-nominated local sports reporter for the Royals and the Kansas City's Chief and transformed that into a freaking badass on TikTok. So Rachel, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. What an intro. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked to talk to you too, but let's take it back a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your sports reporter days and why real estate and like the transformation that occurred.
0: Yeah, I um, am just like a diehard sports fan, grew up in a sports family. It was, it's kind of a long story. I kind of stumbled into that as well. I thought it was kind of something like being an actor, an actress, like, oh, no one actually is successful at that. But I, I won an internet contest to be the chief silent reporter for a game when I was 19. And that kind of parlayed into a six-year sports reporting career, which I loved, But when you work in TV, you have to move around a lot. And when I finally got back to Kansas City, um, and I didn't want to leave again. So once that job ended, I looked outside of sports so I could stay in Kansas City. Ended up working in inside sales at a senior living community for two years, which I loved. But it was the whole like nine to five, Monday through Friday in an office thing. I feel like I didn't have creativity or like ownership over my career there. Um, so decided to leave and become a real estate agent. Um, this was all in 2020. I had a baby in March of 2020, my first and only child. And then in September left my stable, good paying job in the middle of a pandemic to become a real estate agent as one does. Uh, so made no sense on paper, but it worked out. Here we are. (laughs)
1: Okay. And did you jump right into socials or how did you build your business from the beginning?
0: Yeah, right off the bat, I immediately opened a YouTube channel. Um, just made sense to me because of my background in long-form video. I knew how to edit. I knew how to shoot. I knew how to talk on camera. Um, so went that way immediately. And what's great about YouTube is it's evergreen. You know, those videos that I made back then are still producing leads for me now. Um, I did not think about short-form video at all until, again, kind of stumbled into it.
1: So you did YouTube in the beginning. And when did you stumble
0: into short form? So I remember the chiefs were in the super bowl, right? Yeah. That's when they lost. That's why I'm like, I'm blacked out. I'm blacking out. It's cause we lost. I'm like, I can't even remember it. Okay. Yeah. There's a reason I don't remember it. Um, and, uh, I made a TikTok, a couple of TikToks just about the chiefs in the super bowl was like my first things I posted to my account just because everyone else was doing TikTok. My sister was like, you should do TikTok. And I was like, I don't, I'm, you know, that's like for the teenagers. That's not for us. And kind of just would randomly throw some videos on there, made some real estate related stuff throughout the course of that year. Um, So this is 2021 at this point. And about August of 2021 is when I had one go viral-ish. You know, I don't know. How do you define viral? It ended up at like 800,000, maybe 900,000 views. And it was about the (laughs) different. That was was about the different neighborhoods in Kansas City. It was specifically about Kansas City and it just went crazy. And I got a bunch of followers and a lender friend of mine that gets a lot of his business off TikTok, but he posts about loans and stuff, mortgages. He was like, you need to just focus on Kansas City. Like that is your niche you post about Kansas city. This is what you talk about. And I was like, really? He's like, yes, because it's so relatable. And like Kansas city love our city, like we like to talk about it and make jokes about it. So from that point on, I was like, okay, this is my brand. This is what I'm posting about. And that's probably like 80% of my content is just about Kansas city now. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am.
1: Okay. So then in August of 2021, after that TikTok went viral and you like honed in on your niche Is that like you went full force into TikTok or were you still like tipping a toe in or like, what did that look like?
0: I just added TikTok to my workload. So I kept making YouTube videos and then added TikTok to my day-to-day as well. Uh, The great part about TikTok is the videos shouldn't take you a long time to make. So it's not a huge time commitment. Um, So at that point, I was making a YouTube video each week, about seven to 10 minutes long. And then I would make two to three uh, TikTok videos per day on weekdays.
1: And are those, okay, because what I see with YouTube a lot, I believe, is that people will film a video and then they will splice that up into, you know, segments to repurpose on all the other platforms. But I feel like TikTok isn't that way. Like TikTok is its own thing.
0: No, I don't do that. I also like don't even really post about my podcast on TikTok because it's not what like the algorithm wants. The algorithm wants things that are already trending and for you to do the trending sounds, the trending, you know, things that your topics, um, even sometimes the way you edit it is trending. So I really, very rarely... Kind of blend my social media into my TikTok. I will repurpose my TikToks to all the other platforms, but I'm just really protective of that TikTok algorithm because I seem to have figured it out and it's working for me, and I don't want to mess it up.
1: <laughs> okay, Rachel, I know nothing about TikTok. I'm on your page right now, which listeners, it is Rach the Realtor Casey. So Kansas City Rach is her page on TikTok if you want to follow along. So let's just say, which is true, I know nothing about TikTok. What do I need to know in like setting up my page in where to find trends and what to post? Like hit me with a bunch of information, then we'll sift through it together and like organize.
0: Yeah. Well, the first thing you on TikTok, you need to do, in my opinion, which there's lots of different schools of thought, but in my opinion is you need to niche down. You need to decide like what's who is your specific audience that you're talking to and that you're posting content for and about. And then you look at everything through that lens. So for me, it's Kansas City, like where I live, my market. Um, But it could be like, uh, I'm a horse girl and I want to post to the horse community or like, I love baseball. And so I'm going to post about my local baseball team or whatever. It could be anything really. For me, it's real quick
1: with the, with the niche. So from the, you know, agent perspective, they're like, well, I feel like I have to talk about the buyer process and what the market's doing and the 10 steps of selling a house. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, there's a ton of agents that are doing amazing content in that respect, but I think you just have to know who is going to watch that. And it's mostly going to be other agents. And there is definitely value to be had there. There's like a whole TikTok referral network. I am a part of that too, but I'm not as involved as some of the other people because they post agent-facing content. So they're constantly interacting with other agents all day. You will get some clients or like potential clients that watch it if they so happen to be like searching stuff related to that on TikTok. But in my opinion, the most organic way to get leads from TikTok is to post about a topic that is not real estate and then just sprinkle in that you are a real estate agent. So you create community around your topic and then they know that your day job is a real estate agent. So because you have this relationship with your people, when the time comes for them to buy or sell a house, you're the first person they think of.
1: Hmm. Okay. I i am with you. I'm here. Okay. So <laughs> number one is choose your specific audience and look at everything through that lens. So you have like a very clear um, idea of who you're talking to and the type of content that that person would resonate with. So what, what's step two?
0: Yeah. And that goes down to like what you name your account and what your profile picture is. And Ooh. all of that stuff is like, put name your account, something that applies to your niche. Let's, like if let's you're do like, this. Like, Let's
1: talk about your page specifically so people have like a very ta- um, tangible example.
0: Mm-hmm. My yeah. name, my handle is Rach the Realtor Casey. So immediately when you're interacting with me, you know I'm a real estate agent every single time you comment on something or I comment on something. My name at the top of the page is your, I think they call it your username and then your handle. I can't remember what the terminology is, but my name at the top is Kansas City Rach because People might go, who is that girl that I saw on TikTok that's from Kansas City? I think her name was Rachel, and they searched those keywords. So that's set up so that people can find me if they saw a TikTok and didn't follow me. And then my handle's set up to remind them that I'm a real estate agent.
1: It's beautiful. Okay, keep going. What
0: else? Yes. So then it come, then you get to creating, well, your bio. I guess we go to your bio, you know? Yeah. Same thing. You want to be like re- repeating your messaging, like, this is my topic. This is what I'm an expert in. This is my jam. And also I'm a real estate agent is like your theme across your whole page. And then when you're creating content, that is what your focus is too, which can be tricky on TikTok because it is all about trends. So like trending sounds are usually clips from songs or um, quotes from movies or TV shows that you kind of mouth over. And then you put text over it that makes it basically a moving meme is kind of the concept. So um, if the trend is like a Beyonce lyric and it's a Beyonce song playing in the background and everyone is posting, applying this lyric to their life, like, I don't know, maybe it's the lyric about the the elevator, you know, the fight in the elevator or whatever is trending. So then everyone's applying to like a reason they would get in a fight in an elevator. So like a, you, you'll see this trend and it's like, oh, most people are posting about like their ex-boyfriend, but I could post about, my my niche and post about I would fight someone that says like Texas barbecue is better than Kansas City barbecue in an elevator so I'm going to take this trend and apply it to my people that will also resonate with this joke because they feel the same way
1: okay Okay, so trends are everything, and you—I understand the theory. You know, like you identify what's trending, and then you think about your target audience in your niche, and then you convert it to be applicable. Can you help me understand where to find things that are trending?
0: Yes, yes. Um, This is the dangerous part: is you have to be an active TikTok user to like get it and speak the language. So I think that's where a lot of people misstep is they think they can just open TikTok and post and immediately see success. And I think it really is kind of this like shared humor, shared language, shared culture that you have to get to see success on there. So that is the first thing is I'm so sorry to your screen time, but you're going to have to scroll TikTok like, to understand it and to catch on to the trends. So then you'll start seeing trends. And what I do is if I see a trend that I'm like, I can do that. I don't have an idea for it right now but that's an easy thing for me to make. I save it. Either I type it up in my notes app or when you're looking at a TikTok video, there's a little circle in the bottom right of the screen that shows the sound and you can add it to your favorites and save it there. So that's literally my save for a rainy day. Like when we get off recor- this recording, I'm going to pull out my phone and be like, all right, what sounds do I have saved? I need to make some content.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So you are in it. You're scrolling. The screen time is just ticking up it's all fine. It's part of the process. And then you see something that's trending that you can do and you save it. So that way, when you come back, you like batch record. Mm -hmm.
0: Are you batch recording? Kind of. I mean, not like some people are. I do it pretty much daily. I try to like some, like today I have a couple of my drafts that I recorded because it was like a good makeup day, you know? So I was like, okay, I look good at least. So I'll just record this. I don't have a caption for it, but I'll save it. And then maybe I'll think of a caption a different day when I'm feeling more creative. So that's about as far as I go with batching is, recording the video and then sticking it in my drafts to think of like an actual funny or clever caption to later.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so let's talk about recording real quick. So you have the idea you are, what, what is it? Do you ever speak or is it always just trending music? Like, do you have audio equipment? Um, what's your, do you use your phone for recording?
0: What's your process? That's a great question. So I think that TikTok is Liking videos where you speak more than it had in the past now. So I've been trying to incorporate those a little bit more, Uh, but I really just like the trending sounds and stuff. I just think it's fun and playful and easy. And um, frankly, sometimes I hate the sound of my own voice, but, but I do make the, uh, you know, where I talk to the camera too, and I record it all and edit it all right in the TikTok app. Um, I think it's easy. It's really user friendly, and I think the TikTok algorithm favors videos that are created within TikTok rather than editing them in a different platform and then uploading them to TikTok. Um, so- other things that are important is yeah, quality of video and quality of audio. So have a good iPhone. It's a good investment if you're a real estate agent to have a quality phone. You know, um, use it that camera when you can. Although I usually use my front camera and just set up in front of a either a great window or a selfie light, a ring light. Um, and then I have the little microphone you plug in the bottom and can hold or clip on your shirt. But usually I don't even go that far. Usually it's truly just like a nice window and a quiet room. And that's all you really need to make good, good content.
1: Okay. I think the one of the parts that's sticking is the fact that you're, you're editing it all in the TikTok app. Can you talk about how long That process takes. I've tried to edit, you know, some things on my own phone, and it takes, it always takes at least three times longer than I think it's going to. And I just want to die. So, can you please talk to us about your process?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, like, it's like anything. When you first do it, it's going to be way harder than after you've done it a hundred times. So, for me, editing a TikTok video usually takes no less than like five minutes, three minutes, even. Uh, Dude, very fast. Yeah. Wow. But I specifically pick trends and videos that are easy to edit like or to create i don't pick the most complicated one out there because that's not doesn't really matter like people aren't going to um think that you're cooler for creating having better transitions it's really just about connecting with humans you know so um i pick yeah i spend probably on average i would say i spend 30 to 45 minutes per day on content creation that's shooting like like scrolling, idea, conception, shooting, editing, posting.
1: That's like way quicker than I thought it would be. Um, Okay. About the posting, are there captions? Are there hashtags? Or do you collaborate? Like what is that whole process?
0: Yeah. TikTok is so good at finding the right audience. Like you really don't have to add a caption or hashtags at all. Um, I do add hashtags. I always hashtag my city you know, Kansas City, KC, Missouri, and Kansas, I always put on there <clears throat> just because if someone's scrolling and not paying attention and they happen, their eye happens to catch that and they go, oh, I'm from Kansas City. It might like stop them and be like, oh, okay, this content does apply to me. Um, but I don't think the way you way, write caption or the hashtags you use necessarily pushes your video out any better or worse. It's just, if anything, I use it as like the punchline to the joke in the caption or just remind me, like, again, reiterating your like brand and what you're posting about.
1: Here's a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Ryan Pineda.
2: If you are trying to grow your real estate investing business, then you need to join us at Wealthy Investor. You have no idea what Wealthy Investor is. It is our coaching program and community. We have helped thousands of students worldwide grow their business. Now, it doesn't matter if you're just getting started and you're trying to get that first deal. We can help you do that. If you're trying to scale your business and go from a few deals a year to a few deals a month or even seven figures a year, we can help you do that too. In fact, last year alone, we had over 30 students do over a million dollars in revenue. And I'd love for you to be the next one. So it's pretty simple. If you're trying to grow your business and wholesale more homes or flip more homes or buy more rental properties, then you need to go to wealthyinvestor.com and book a free call with our team. It's super simple. We'll go on a strategy call with you and figure out how we can help you grow according to your needs. So, all you got to do is go to wealthyinvestor.com, book the free call with the team, and we'll see you there.
1: Now, back to the show.
2: Okay, that's super simple.
1: Um, now, I think we understand target audience, where to come up with ideas, your process, how much time it takes you. At this point, what else do we need to know about like the posting part and gaining a bigger and bigger audience before we talk about
0: how to convert that audience? I actually think the question should be flipped because if you're trying to generate leads online, it only matters that that one person is watching you. You don't need to have thousands of followers because especially on TikTok, because Anyone's video can go viral on TikTok. In fact, I think the very first video you post on TikTok, when you create a brand new account, has like the greatest chance of going viral. If you just look as you're scrolling, you'll see a lot of people, their first video has a lot of views because I think TikTok wants to like reward you and, you know, make you want to create more videos. So I don't think it's about gaining followers. I think it's about reaching your correct audience. So It's about just consistency and like staying on topic over and over and over again, even when it's tempting to go do this other trend that has nothing to do with anything, find a way to pull it back to your topic and stay on topic. So people know what they are going to get from you when they follow you. And are you posting every single
1: day? What is your tempo?
0: Yeah, I try. My goal is two to three TikToks per day, Monday through Friday. I really don't post on the weekends. Um, but I do, don't always do that. Like go look, if you go look at my page right now, it's like the last couple of weeks have been spotty because my, it's so creative. You just have to be in a good creative headspace to be able to come up with content. So there's days that I'll crank out that much. And then there's days where I'll be silent for a few days and then pop back up with more, but that's always my target.
1: Okay. Is there a DM feature? How are you taking these people who are watching you and starting
0: conversations? They reach out to me. And that's what I love about it is I don't reach out to people at all, really. Um, Very rarely do I even say like, hey, uh, by the way, I'm a real estate agent. Let me know if you want to buy or sell a house like once or twice a year, maybe. I mean, most of the people, they reach out to me. Um, There is a DM feature on TikTok, but you have to, or at least how my settings are, we have to be following each other to be able to talk to each other. So most people either go to my website and like fill out my contact me form or follow me on Instagram and hit me up over there because the DMs are a little more user-friendly on Instagram.
1: Okay. Let's talk about the link that you have in your bio, in your TikTok account. So we have, what is Reese Reese Nichols? It's my brokerage. Okay. Perfect. Brokerage first, and then voted best real estate agent in Kansas City Mm -hmm. and the host of the Connecting Casey podcast. And then what's next for you is you have a link. Yes. So I see all these people who can't DM you because you're not following them back. will probably click this link. And can you talk to us about it?
0: Yeah, it's just a landing page I built in Canva for free. Um, and it has multiple ways where they can get in touch with me. One is the contact Rach page goes to my like landing page on my website where they can fill out a form to contact me. And then the, there's a meet with Rach link that goes to my Calendly link. So they can go ahead and book a Zoom call um, right there on the spot.
1: You also have a lead magnet, magnet, the ultimate guide to moving to Kansas
0: city. So with that is the, can you talk us, talk to us about your lead magnet? Yes. Um, I will be very honest that I have not seen a ton of success with it in this, in this way. Um, that lead magnet, I have gotten over my three, I've had it there for most of my three years, maybe four or five people have clicked it and downloaded it but it is a tool that I send every single day to people because I get a lot of people that are moving here from out of state. Um, and it's just like, hey, here's what you need to know about living in Kansas City. Here's the <clears throat> you know, the battle between Missouri and Kansas and like where the river is and um, all that stuff. So the, the concept behind it is just to lead capture people that are thinking about moving here, but I will defer to the lead magnet experts out there on that one.
1: <laughs> okay, but in theory, um, and I haven't gone through your whole process, your whole funnel here, but um, is it requirement to type in contact information and it automatically
0: goes to like CRM or what
1: does the behind the scenes look like?
0: Yeah, that's, that's the concept. Um, that's the idea, but honestly, because my TikTok is so like organic, I think people feel more comfortable just like reaching out to me directly than filling out one of these forms. Most of the time what happens is they comment and tell me to message them or they go follow me on Instagram and DM me there. And then I inevitably get their contact information and put it in my CRM, of course. But, um, I think it's just because it is such an organic, like genuine feeling that, that feels more natural to them than going through this like really formal fill out an application to talk to me thing.
1: Does TikTok measure your own engagement, like with other people in regard to like how much they feed you in return? Do you think?
0: Does that um, make sense? Yeah. I don't know. They're there's definitely like a thought out there that the more that like I engage with other accounts, the more it promotes my account. Um, and for sure, I think the biggest thing that makes them push your account out is the more shares you get, the more shares you get, the more it keeps pushing it. Um, when you have a video, there's like a button where people can share it, like either like message it to their friends or text it or post it on Instagram or text or, um, DM or whatever. And I think, from just looking at it, I think the videos that get the most shares, I like go to bed and I wake up the next morning. And, oh, that one went off because I knew that was going to happen because it was getting shared a lot. You're like, sense. I'm famous.
1: I'm famous now. <laughs> okay. So there's a share option. There's clearly a likes. No, maybe not. Yeah. So I'm looking at it now. There's plays for sure. There's plays. you have thousands yeah. or yeah. views, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What other things can you do? Cause if you hadn't just brought up shares, I wouldn't have known. So mm-hmm. what else can you do with this? Yeah. Whole thing?
0: I mean, likes, you know, I, likes are great. I don't think the likes give a huge indicator on how well the video is going to do. Um, I think it shares and it's, you know, the views kind of compound. You can comment on videos. You can stitch a video. When you stitch a video is when some, you can like cut into someone else's video and pop in and be like, Hey, these are my thoughts. So a lot of time that happens, if you'll be like, Um, like there, there's this famous influencer named Alex Earl, who's just like the like most beautiful, like 20 something in the world. And she made this video where she was like, look at me in my like tiny designer jean shorts and this little designer handbag. I look like a mom dropping off my kid at school and everyone was just like roasting her because it's like, no moms that drop their kids off at school look like a train wreck and a half. And so a lot of people were stitching that. So I stitched that. And I was like, if she lived in Kansas city, what high school would she be dropping her kids off at? And then it created an opportunity to make it more local and people comment on there like, Oh, it should be this high school. Um, so that's like a way you can use a stitch is to take someone else's content and apply it to your niche. And then duet is the same thing. Basically you can put your face side by side with someone else's and be like, Oh yeah, what they said, like that's, I agree. And then, um, apply it to your own page somehow. <clears throat>
1: and these are all things that you can do in the TikTok editing portion. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And it, believe it or not, it really is easy. It just takes, just takes like, you know, unhealthy amounts of screen time and then you'll yeah. have it figured out. And then it just is like an, a third limb for you. <laughs> oh, gotcha. How, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's well, you no, know, you're not like a 17 year old who's like TikTok's easy. Like, you know, you're, you're grown up. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: yeah. But that was, that was my like hesitation to getting on it was I was like, well, this isn't for me. At that point, I'm like 27. And I'm like, you know, I have a child like I can't be on TikTok. But my first person like buyer potential buyer that reached out to me on TikTok was in her 60s. And I have a cl- current clients I'm working with right now that I don't know what I don't know how old they are. but I'm guessing 50s ish. They you know, they have kids in their 20s. So um, it's not just 20 somethings on there. Uh, I've gotten grownups, but I also have gotten a lot of first time buyers in their mid 20s from there who I love working with because we immediately have like shared humor and like good energy, good vibes and um, just really fun people to work with and then hopefully continue to work with them as they continue to move up in houses throughout their lifetime.
1: So if I am deciding to kick off TikTok tomorrow, and I've done all the things that you've talked about so far, and I plan on consistently posting two to three times a day for Monday through Friday for the foreseeable future, and you already mentioned that the first one is more likely to kick off strongly if you do everything right with trends, but what else can I expect? Like, how long? What are the realities? Like in the beginning, am I going to post and get like three views on most of my stuff, or what? What's the expectation?
0: Yeah. I I mean, I wouldn't expect to go viral right away. I would set yourself up so that if you happen to go viral, you already have your landing page, your bio, you know, your picture, everything looks good. But the reality is not every video is going to go viral. I remember my first one that like got 3000 views. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, I can't believe how many people are watching this. And now it's like 3000 views is my like bare minimum of like, okay, it did. Okay. So, um, you know, it's, it's just like anything it's time, consistency, keep trying. And it's kind of one of those things that like, if you close your eyes and throw darts, like eventually you're going to hit something. So just keep trying and then be ready that when it does happen, you have everything built out so people can, can easily come find you. Any other tips that we didn't talk about besides like trending and looking at
1: your stuff, you have really great energy. You look really natural. Any other tips when starting
0: out? Well, this is something I always say to someone is if you don't want to do TikTok, don't feel peer pressured into doing it. Cause it's like the hot trendy thing to do because like you said, if it if, if really shows on screen, if you're comfortable or not. And if you're, this is something that you're like, Oh, I really don't want to do video, but like my broker says I should. So, you know, Shelby on the real estate rockstar podcast says I should, but I don't want to then like, don't go do something you want to do. But if you want to do video, then just keep trying. It's going to be awkward at first. You're probably going to hate the ones you watch back from your first batch, but the more you do it, you'll get more comfortable. And it's just like, You just have to stay the course and it will work out as as long as you keep trying. What would you say is the biggest struggle? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it's that it's the creative thing is you can't control creativity. You know, like I can't control which days I'm going to like come up with all this great content and which days I'm not is a huge struggle for me. And then this is a really dumb one. But a lot of times I don't like get done up. And I'm like, you know, I am work from home today. I'm, I am in no shape to put myself in front of a camera. So it's like, I can't create content today. So it's like, okay, now tomorrow I have to create double the content. Um, so it's really just like logistical things. Like, a- am I in the right headspace? Do I look right? Am I in the right physical space to have good lighting? Like my office has fluorescent, my like, I work from home mostly, but like my brokerage office has like horrible fluorescent lights and stuff. It's like, I never create content there And I'm there sometimes. So it's like, well, those are hours I can't be creating content. So um, I think the hardest part for me is just like logistical stuff in terms of continuing to consistently create content every day. Like I know is what I need to do to see success. Do you have
1: plans to outsource, leverage any piece of that process?
0: Not really, not on TikTok, Um, because I think it's so important to be, feel genuine and uh, to feel like, I think the beauty of TikTok is that it's like a glimpse into your day. Like when you're watching, it really feels like someone just picked up their phone and recorded a thought and then put it back down, which is true. I mean, that is how a lot of my stuff is made. So I don't know how you can replicate that by outsourcing. Um, My, what I have been working on is outsourcing everything else so that I am free to create these TikToks because Someone else can make my Canva graphics. You know, someone else can edit my YouTube videos. Someone else can post on Facebook. But this is the one platform. This and Instagram stories are the two things that's like, it has to be your face talking to the screen. So no, I definitely don't see that happening really ever. Let's
1: let's go that direction. Let's talk about outsourcing everything else. What does your behind the scenes look like? You mentioned, you know, you have someone doing Canva and YouTube video editing. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're still you're doing TikToks two to three times a day, but you're still closing houses. Mm-hmm. So like what does your business look like?
0: Yeah, great question. So minor plug for my e-course where I break all of this down in great detail. It's on my website. There I have several, but one of them is specifically about social media where I literally like spell out everything and how I do all this, but high level. Um, I have the most amazing operations manager in the world who, um, does a lot of this for me. Her name is also Shelby, the Shelbys of the world. Shout out. Like, yes. Um, uh, she creates all of my canvas stuff. Um, so like any house that is sold under contract, open house, all that stuff, we plaster it all over all the platforms, except TikTok because I protect the algorithm. Um, she does all that. She does, she kind of manages my repurpose.io, which is an amazing tool. If you're not familiar, I use it every single day. Well, you kind of set it and forget it, but it takes my TikTok videos and posts them to all of my other platforms. So she manages that. have a referral code for that if you want it. Um, And what else does she do? She helps like organize communication between me and the other editors that edit other stuff. So I have an editor that edits my podcast. I have um, an editor... Actually, go, I go to a studio to shoot my YouTube videos, and they shoot, edit, post, do everything with those. <clears throat> um, so those are the main things that I'm outsourcing and having other people do. And having like a great person is absolutely critical to help you with that, because I just would not have the hours in the day to do it all.
1: Totally. And, and with that, so most of the stuff that you mentioned outsourcing is content-related. What about on the agent side of the business? Are you working mostly with buyers, with sellers? Is it whatever comes? And then
0: do you drop everything and go? Or like, what does your day in the life look like? I love that question. Yeah. Um, Shelby also is my transaction coordinator. So she does all my paperwork. Um, So I'm not chasing paperwork down as much um, now. I work with, you know, I I was just thinking the other day, I need to count this year and see where I landed on buyers and sellers. I feel like I ended up with more listings this year than buyers, uh, which is great because my first year I was super buyer heavy. Um, I love working with buyers, but it's just so time consuming that you really have to have a good balance, I think. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, typical day is I get up and clean out my inbox first thing in the morning. Um, then I create content in the morning while the face is fresh and the lighting's good and all that. And, and that's honestly when I'm feeling most creative too. Um, and then I go run out and you know, do my day, go take listing appointments, go show houses, go do inspections um, on a team. And so it's nice to have other team members can help step in if I'm at a different, you know, obligation. Um, but yeah, my currently, I'd say I'm probably about half and half buyers and sellers, maybe, maybe 60 sellers, 40 buyers. Um, and I do a lot of first time home buyers because of TikTok, which I love. And, um, yeah, just kind of, I take most of my own clients. I don't refer out a lot of business yet. I'm a, a few, if they're buyers that I know are going to be really time consuming and I know I can't give them what they need, then I'll refer them to a team member. But for the most part, as business comes in, I take it and run with it. And one of the tricky parts about, My business is because so much comes from social media. It's not centralized anywhere. So it's all over the whole metro. So I'll have like appointments, you know, an hour and 15 minutes apart because they're in completely different sides of the city. So I do spend a lot of time in my car as well.
1: (laughs) Oh, dude, tough. Yeah, it'll be really nice when you, um, have so much business through this TikTok that's you know going to happen next year that you are going to refer anyone who's not in your like little radius of ten mm-hmm. minute commutes. Yeah. Um, speaking of schedules, though, you submitted a weekly social media plan and an example calendar for the listeners. Listeners, go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com dot com and go to the toolbox for this tool. But Rachel, could you explain what I'm looking at right now?
0: Yes. So this is a downloadable on that e-course. So you guys get it for free without signing up for the e-course. It is basically exactly what I, what we do, me and Shelby do every single day in terms of what we're posting on each platform Monday through Friday, and then a blank copy of it so that you can take it and apply it to yourself. Because my main bread and butter is TikTok, but that may not be yours. Your main bread and butter might be Instagram, which means you kind of frame everything differently. For me, I do everything through the lens of TikTok. I start there and then it trickles down to everything else. And then I kind of fill in the gaps with all the other platforms. But I think it is absolutely critical to have a plan every, you know, that you repeat every week to be consistent and that you are showing up on the same platforms in the same way so that followers know what to expect from you.
1: What does the next year, two years, three, five, 10, whatever you want to tell me, what does the future look like?
0: Yeah, I uh, love real estate. And I'm here to say, um, the marketing stuff is so fun for me. And I love the, the the people that I meet through it. So I definitely see myself leaning harder into marketing, continuing to grow my business. And like you said, referring out a lot more of the workload. Um, still staying involved with my clients, but not spending as much time in my car probably and more I'm on the group text, I'm on the call, but you know, this is your point agent to kind of set you up for your showings or whatever. Um, working on growing our team. We have currently seven people. We just added a new person. So I'm excited. Seven people on our team um, and really want to grow that out. So that I have people that are amazing to refer my people to that, you know, there's no drop off. They feel just as well taken care of with them. Um, I'm a single mom also. So I definitely want to continue to build out my business in a way that allows me to be really present for my daughter and show up for her as she gets older and has more after school activities. So um, just kind of leaning harder into the things that are working and um, hustling until it continues to grow and scale over time. Okay. What did we not talk about today? That's a good question. <clears throat> um, I also a lot of people, this is something people a lot of people don't realize about me, is they know that I'm a social media girl. So they like ask me social media questions, but we also like send postcards in the mail. Like we we send out some snail mail. That's so good to know. I, Yeah, I I think it's like really easy to get lost in social media and forget some of the like the basic things that we know work. Also, I think everything has to go together. Like, I feel like a full marketing plan is not it's not good if you don't have any social media. But it's also not good if you don't have any like IRL, like we call it in real life marketing, that's another e-course, but um, like the postcards, the events, the thank you handwritten thank you notes, the emails, like all of that stuff is just as important. So I think it's re- important to remember, like something I've learned myself is I'll lean too hard one way or the other. And it's really important to remember to keep a balance that like all of these facets of your business matter. And it's a variety of ways that you're getting in front of people um, that makes the difference at the end of the day.
1: Okay. Now we head to our wrap up questions. What, Rachel, what is something cool that you've learned recently?
0: Something cool that I've learned recently. It's a tough one. Um, (laughs) this is really dumb, but I, does it have to be real estate related? Nope. Anything. (laughs) Okay. I'm obsessed obsessed with taylor swift and travis kelsey <gasps> dude i was gonna ask you because i am also obsessed and now she's right there with you dude i literally when i drive around town and i know that she's in town have my head on a swivel like what if i just look over at a stoplight oh and she's next to me like i, I could like cry die. I yeah could cry. but so what i learned recently this is just something i learned that Last The last Chiefs game, it was after Taylor Swift did the interview with um, Time magazine, where she made a joke about the dads, brads, and chads of the world hating on her for showing up too much. Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany, made custom cookies that said, like, heart to the dads, brads, and chads. And I was just like, bow down. Like, I'm obsessed because now they aren't showing her as much because they grumbled too much and I'm mad and I am a football girly first like I love sports I used to do it for a living but I also love Taylor Swift so it's like some of us want both you know like give us both so totally. that's what I learned Brittany okay. the Holmes is the pettiest queen in the world is what I learned <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was about to let
1: this whole interview go by without mentioning it, which was the first thing that I thought of when I like, you know, you were on the calendar and I was like, Oh my God, Kansas City. So, and look, I'm wearing my Taylor Swift. Friendship bracelets that
0: <laughs> I love it. Okay, so this was a marketing thing that I did. So before Travis even, when the Aeros tour came to Kansas City this summer, <clears throat> I was like, we need to do a tailgate for this thing. We need to gather because Chiefs fans are known for our tailgating. Well, I kept running into issues with having it at the stadium, so I uh, reached out to a local distillery that's really popular. And was like, hey, can we, like, have a pop-up party on your patio and bring in vendors? And, like, can you guys do a Taylor Swift-themed cocktail? And they were like, sure. Like, that's cute. We'll give you guys that corner, that table over there. And I was like, I don't think you, like, realize this can going to be a lot of people. And they were like, no, oh, no, no. We had, like, over a 1,000 people. There was a line wrapped around the building Thank the whole gosh. night. Just to come hang out and listen to Taylor Swift music, trade friendship bracelets. And we had, like, four small businesses that completely sold out everything that they brought. Um, it was so awesome. And we have had two closings from that event. Uh, people we met through the Taylor Swift pop-up event. So it's thank your you IRL. T- That's yeah, something exactly. I was going to ask you. I was like, what
1: are the, these events? Are, is that, was that your first Taylor Swift theme? Are you doing more?
0: That was my first Taylor Swift theme. Since then we have sent, we got, we <clears throat> had a neon sign made that said in my Kansas City era, And they had to sign up for a raffle to win it, which is how we captured their contact information. And so since then, we've sent them an email that's like, hot girls love real estate. Taylor Swift owns seven houses. Like, you should buy a house too. And then we sent them all a koozie that said, like, in my Kansas City era. And then we made Eras Tour football schedules. You know, like the Chiefs Fridge, you know, the football fridge magnets. We made one for the Eras Tour with all the concert dates and mailed it to everyone. Um, So we haven't done another event, but we have been staying in touch with our uh, Taylor Swift sisters for sure. So oh most of my events are focused on like my actual sphere and people I know, but now I have this whole little like tag in my CRM for like Swifties. So yeah, I love it's that. so smart. And they're
1: the most, they're most passionate diehard people ever. Yes. Um, which, okay. For, for people out there who are listening and they're like, they don't care about Taylor Swift. They're like, wow, this is, when are they going to stop? That's <laughs> fine. Rachel, what events are you going to in the next 12 months? If any,
0: what events am I going to? <clears throat> I don't have any like real estate related events that I'm planning on going to. Like my company is having a party in January, my brokerage is, And I'm like, do I even want to like put on makeup and a real bra for that? I don't know. Like I might go to that. I mean, our events, our team marketing events are the biggest things on my calendar next year. Like i filled out my whole 365 days for 2024 already. And I put vacations and team events are like the things that I am like, blocking time for so Mm. for us our next one we're going to do a spring cleaning event in april but
1: yeah i was going to ask what your team events are
0: yeah we spring cleaning event where they drive through drop off their junk and paper shredder and that kind of thing we'll do a um summer fun event like we've done goat yoga we've done like game show battle rooms we've done and rented out indoor swimming pool Um, and then in the fall, we do a trivia night, which is always our biggest thing. We're like open bar and it's like super fun and competitive. We do uh, Christmas farm photos for people to use for their Christmas cards. And then we do a VIP event at the end of the year where we have like a nice happy hour with like cocktails and appetizers for everyone that closed with us or referred us business that year. It's a great list. Yeah. Okay. Rachel, how can listeners help you in your business? Um, send me your people. Everyone's moving to Kansas City. You know, if Taylor will move to Kansas City, like everyone move to Kansas City. So send them my way. I love like being the like welcome to Kansas City. Let me tell you everything you need to know. Because I do get a lot of clients from social media. I get to do that a lot. Um, And then I buy them like chief shirts for their closing gifts or like, you know, whatever. Um, But yeah, refer me your business. Anyone that's coming to Kansas City, I'm licensed in Missouri and Kansas. And if you want to know more about my social media strategy, my marketing strategy, all of that information on my e-courses is on my website, racetherealtorkc.com as well.
1: Okay, perfect. That was my last question is where is the best place for people to reach out to you?
0: Yeah, you can get on my website and fill out that contact me form that no one uses or just like slide into my DMs. That's how I met my boyfriend, you know, like everyone's doing it these days. So, uh, at race, the realtor Casey on all the social media, platforms. The best way to like directly get in contact is probably the Instagram DMs, but I'm on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on LinkedIn. And of course on TikTok as well.
1: You're everywhere. Love it. Okay, guys, go hang out with Rachel, show her all the love. And if you want to hang out with me and the owner of the show, we are the Shelby show and Erin Amuchastegi on the gram. As always, we want your feedback. We want to know what you think so we can always grow, learn and improve. And otherwise guys, that's all we have today. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Super fun hanging out with you, a fellow Swifty. And Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I was a avid listener to Real Estate Rockstars when I first got my license to the point that I had to stop listening because this is how I learned about YouTube at first and Facebook and all the things. And so I took what I learned from this podcast, and it's what really got me rolling. And then I stopped listening because it's too much information, which is a great problem. So really fun to be a part of the problem.